Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. There's a lot of big news this week. First of all, I've guested on a couple of other podcasts recently. I played a lovely game of Shadow of the Century with Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast, and that will be out on the 6th of June. I was also on a recent episode of the Sharkbone podcast where I discussed gaming as art and the importance of vulnerability in that endeavor, and that is available for listening to you presently. Speaking of the Sharkbone podcast, here is this week's really big news. Swallows of the South is now a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. The network has a bunch of great shows like the Sharkbone Podcast, She's a Super Geek, Redemption, and their flagship, the RPG Academy, as well as some really great websites like City of Brass, Gamers Plane, and Melvin Smith's Geekery. They also put on a pretty rockin' con that I'm looking forward to being at in November. We are so grateful to get to stand with so many great projects and really look forward to the collaborations and support that network membership means. Just one more note before we jump in. We talk a little bit about the carrying capacity of Tidemares in this episode. We say that they can carry about a dozen passengers, and those of you with the Exalted 3rd Edition core book may notice that their carrying capacity is actually two dozen. That's because these Tidemares are a smaller, regional river variant, and are therefore less able to carry large numbers of passengers. With all of that awesomeness out of the way, let's begin. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Godwin lie with forlorn Arya, and Ariston and Ajax were left to their own devices to scheme. Would Godwin bear the responsibility of sleeping with a taken woman? What plan would the divergent groups propose? Just how high were tensions going to run? We cut to on one of the nearby boats to call and Rye with Ajax and Ariston. I apologize, everyone. I think that all of us have been tense. It's tense times. We've been cooped up, and I... We've put a lot of blame on you, and I understand that there's more going on here than we give you credit for. I'm used to people thinking that I'm the cause of issues and disgrace, so... If I'm defensive about it, I should have a thicker skin, but just know that it's not something that I haven't experienced before. Of course. I think that it's time that we start trying to lay aside blame, and that instead we focus on what we do from here. I have a pretty good idea of what's happening over there, and I'm not sure that I approve, but the queen is in her right to make any decision that she wishes to make. I care deeply for Lakshu. She reminds me of someone that I used to know. She's like a sister to me, and I would hate to see her hurt. But she knew what she signed up for when the queen assumed her position and Lakshu agreed to stay. So I'm putting aside that. I'm putting aside that blame, that judgment, whatever, that reservation. You two are capable. Where do we go from here? How do we help? Because, as far as I can see, there's no way out of this that doesn't put all of us in a lot of danger. We have no recourse. We cannot run. I think our only option left is to work together and fight. 
I think that I agree with you. We have very little else that we can afford. I mean, we're not going to lay down and die. We are pirates. That's not in our nature. The question is not necessarily of the what, but the how. How do we come together? How do we support each other? How do we defend the cities that we laid siege to? How do we defend ourselves? I think maybe we need to go talk to the lovers. At this point, I think our only hope of beating the realm will be to join not only our forces with yours, but any remaining fighting ability that the city has left and its resources. An interesting angle. I imagine that this is going to be tough to sell the queen on this particular course of action, but I don't think that the queen always has a good sense of what is the best course of action. Sometimes her emotions blind her. Sometimes everyone's emotions blind us. That's the crux of the issue here, I think. But if we can try to put those aside, I think that this is a good idea. It just may rely on us needing to manipulate the queen to get what we need. Well, if you show the city that you defended it well, maybe they'll be more inclined to let you stay. I don't think that you understand entirely the point of this siege. Well, at this point, it's not even the goal of the siege anymore. It's the goal of staying alive. And I think we can all agree that we want to stay alive. I absolutely agree with you. And that's why I'm saying that we might have to go above or around the queen because she might make it difficult to do what we need to do to stay alive. Well, we'll have to go talk to the lovers then. Will you come with us as representations of the rest of the pirates? Go ahead and make me a charisma plus socialize check. Hey, that's five. You're looking at a difficulty three. You can spend moats. Can I spend willpower too? Yes, you can spend Um, one point of willpower to get one success. I will do that. I will spend four out of my peripheral. Excellent. So that's three successes. You can count on the two of us. All right. I think we'll just wait for Godwin to finish up whatever he's uh, or whoever he's doing and then we'll go head off is that supposed to be a bit ajax is not really the time for that hey we have to find (laughs) light even in the darkest of times all right all right we cut back and we can see that forlorn aria is adjusting the straps on her vest to reaffix them to herself Now that we've cleared our minds a little bit about this whole situation, where do we go from here? Godwin's just lying in the cushions, a little bit out of breath about the whole thing, crudely dressed. Wow, we didn't really do that much uh, talking about solutions, did we? No, I don't think that we did. I think that we've put ourselves in a better position to figure out what we're going to do, though. Wouldn't you agree? I agree, but I don't think you need to be so far away while we deliberate. Kind of like pats the cushions next to him. She sits back down, a little bit uncomfortable. Not because she doesn't like Godwin, obviously, but there's some sense of reservation there. So you can tell that my problem is with the lovers. That's why I came back. I don't think that my parents are good for the city, and the realm is not going to be any good for the city either. Godwin sits up on the cushions, also sitting a little bit more straightly now that she has not completely embraced his offer of casual conversation per se. Now, do you think we need to address them? When you say them, do you mean the realm or... The lovers. I think that we go above them. We appeal higher. Higher? I think that we need to speak to Shu and Kasaga. And ask them what? I think that we prove to them that there are two lovers in the city of Jiaowei who are more 
capable of handling the burden of power. Are you insinuating that's us? I'm insinuating that if it's useful, it could be. If this is something that you want to pursue, it could be. I'm not asking you to make a five-year commitment to a woman that you've had two brief exchanges with. But I don't think you're a bad woman to make an alliance with. Exactly. I think that the institution of rulership in Zhao Wei is fundamentally flawed. It's about taking two people who know nothing about the burden of taking care of people, of taking care of a lot of people. Sure, some lovers are parents or siblings or cousins, but that doesn't mean that they're ready to take care of 30,000 people. I think that the first step towards ensuring that Zhao Wei is more responsibly governed in the future is to find lovers that love the people more than they love each other. And from there, strip the title, strip the obligation. I like it. They say that this is a city built on love, but I think that it's begun to fester. And certainly, this is better than lying down and letting the boot of the realm crush our throats. But while we appeal to them, what do we do about the realm? That's the question. This sounds... Bear with me. But it seems like what would be best is for the pirates to buy us the time that we need for them to go downstream. So is this an attempt at a persuade role then? Yeah. I gave you hints at uh, her intimacies and basically spelled out her intimacy towards the lovers and her parents. So you're going to be rolling against a resolve score of six because her intimacies resolve in such a way that she has a plus four from one and a minus two from the other. Okay. So that cancels out to a plus two. Okay. Slap that on her resolve. You've got a six. So you're trying to roll a charisma plus persuasion roll or presence rather. And if you want to look at your presence charms, you have presence charms you can use. Okay, listener swing argument. Instill or persuade action. Get one automatic success and one non-charm bonus die for every two points target's resolve is boosted. So you get two non-charm bonus dice and one automatic success if you use that charm because she's boosting her resolve by two net. What am I trying to read again? Six. And I'm going to buy two additional. So are you spending that out of personal or peripheral? Because you will glow if you're spending that out of peripheral. She already knows. All right, let's see how many we get here. Six successes. She looks at your glowing forehead. She brushes her thumb against your cheek. I think that you might be right. The only way to ensure that everyone is safe is to lose some of us. I don't think that we need everyone to go, though. Who would you have stay? We can leave skeleton crews. If they don't look like they're fully armed, they might be able to distract the realm long enough to convince them that they're no threat, that there's no reason to deal with them. It will slow them down, but we might be able to reduce the loss of life, and in case things go poorly, in case things go sideways, Tikal is more powerful than anyone else on this ship, you and your friends aside. But of the crew, she's undoubtedly the most powerful. She's strange. She makes people uncomfortable, but she's the most powerful. We leave her and just enough of a crew to ensure that every ship steers itself meaningfully downstream. Where do you put everyone else? I thought that that's something that you were supposed to have figured out. Things changed. There's nowhere for them to go. How well guarded is the docks district? Extremely. We almost didn't make it out. Do you think that they could stop 300 people rushing in? Is it that well guarded? I don't know that those people would be any safer rushing in than being on those ships. I don't want to be blind to the consequences of what my power brings. I think that there's a better chance this way than sending everyone to more likely death. I think that we have to try this. I think that I have to try this. In the end, you make that choice, but I ask you to ponder that. Is a ship going to be more likely to survive if six people are on it rather than 12? Or by sending six people rushing into the docks, are you sending the six on the boat to a more guaranteed death? 
I think that it's hard to deny the militant and terrifying nature of the crew if we send everyone down. It just cannot be masked, but if we send a skeleton crew, it's possible that disguise is more viable. I wonder if there's somewhere that the others can go that's more serving of the interests of the people still on the ships. You know, what good can they do if they're in the docks? Maybe they're somewhere aware if things go awry, they can be there in the wings waiting. Maybe. I think that it's time that we call everyone back, no? We cut to the handmaiden running back to Ajax, Ariston, Lakshu, and Rai. To call and Rai. Um, hey, the the queen wants to see you guys again. She says that she's ready to have the full audience, so... Great! I'm looking forward to being around her again. Because she seems like she's in a different kind of headspace right now, so you might be good. All right, perfect. Seems like a lot calmer. Like a release has been made. I mean, maybe. It's definitely like a big change, so. Okay. All right, guys, if you need anything, just go ahead and let me know, but all right, go on in. All right. Has Godwin done anything to, has Godwin like reset or is he leaving himself to obviously indicate kind of what happened? So he's, he's not wearing his shirt, but he's wearing the shawl that's usually around his waist over his shoulders, like a blanket if he was cold, you know? And he's got his pants back on. Okay. Forlorn Arya sits on the throne. Both Rai and Tikal audibly sigh as they enter the room and see this. Ariston is like, just, he's not happy with what happened. And he knows what happened. He thinks that the pirate queen is trying to manipulate Godwin for her own motivation. And he doesn't know exactly what that is, but he's surprised that she just went with this. And he's not glaring at her, but he just has this very like stern look on his face. He's not normal Ariston. We're just kind of like, you know, relaxed. He's upset. Ajax just looks over and he starts laughing. He's like, (laughs) good work, Godwin. Now's not the time. I'm not an object of conquest and would not like to be laughed at or conceptualized as such. I'm sorry, your highness. I'm just very surprised that Godwin could have relations of that sort at all. You would be surprised at the maturity that is blossoming inside of Godwin. I wish that you could find some of it for yourself, Ajax. And Godwin kind of winks at him. (laughs) (laughs) So Godwin sits on the edge of the raised area where the throne is and looks back at the queen. So we've talked and we have a plan. Of course you do. What's that plan? We are also interested in hearing what you have to bring to the table from the sidebar that you had as well, so... Let's hear yours first. Yes, I would like to hear your plan first as it was offered up by Godwin. No, I think I agree with her that we should hear yours first. Look, what we came to the understanding of with all of us on the boat is that we need to stop placing lame on each other and work together if we're going to survive. Is that actually a plan, though? Our plan is to keep us all alive. We need to gather support from the city. To gain support from the city? Mm-hmm. How do you intend to do that? Uh, however we can. That doesn't sound like a very well thought out plan at all. <laughs> yep, we're stupid. Now what's yours? <laughs> Godwin, how about you present a plan with some actionables? Okay, your highness. I get it. I messed up. I didn't say a plan. Can we move past it now? So Godwin stands up and walks over to the queen. And whispers in her ear. I've known them long enough to know that they're hiding something. How do you want to handle that? I think we should be as honest as they are. I think we should tell them about the ships, but not about where we will be going. That works for me. Should we lie and say we're going to the lovers? 
I don't think that we need to tell them exactly where we're going. Anyway, they offered a vague plan. We can simply inform them that we're buying time to rally the city for defenses when we send the boats downstream. It's fair. We can't keep talking like this too much longer. Go ahead. So Godwin pulls away from her, and as he walks away, he brushes his hand on her hand just a little bit, but intentionally, and he walks back down to the bottom level of the room and looks at the people that have gathered. So we've decided that the pirate ships are going to be sent downstream to meet the realm. It'll buy us the time we need to rally the city in our support. Yes, we're not going to send everyone down, however. We're looking to find an alternative solution to ensure that we can man the boats with skeleton crews. You know what, your highness? I think that there is a relatively simple solution to that one. We cannot have everyone leave by nightmare, but if we are leaving at skeleton crews, we can load the rest of the group into, into the nightmares which are underneath the boats, and they can carry them upstream to a safer location. But if everyone leaves on the nightmares, then who's going to be left to defend the city? There's the three of you. And are there not guards in the city itself? We could use our know-how in order to essentially reverse the siege situation, ensure that they can't get in. How many bodies fit on the tide mirrors? They can hold about 12 people each. And how many are there? There are 50 boats, each of which is pulled by a tide mare. So we could hold about roughly 500 comfortably. That's too many people to leave. We are not asking 500 to leave. We are asking 300 to leave. We need to man the skeleton crews, so... Why do the pirates have to leave? Why can't we put the innocents from the city onto those tide mares to keep them in safety until we take care of the situation? Because the tide mares answer to me, and it's my priority to ensure the safety of my people. You think that we get to pick 500 people out of the 30,000 that live in Zhao Wei to get to safety? I'm not that full of myself. Next time you give suggestions, Ajax, make sure they're reasonable. Mm, seem to be agreeing a lot with the queen on everything, Godwin. Well, she's making logical sense. Right, but I don't know if I... You also seem to be agreeing an awful lot with Ajax... To call oh. and rye. Oh, well, uh, because I have a relationship with Ajax and I know him and I have more knowledge of Lockshoot to call and rye than you, ma'am. Your Highness, excuse me. You have Whoa. more knowledge of people that I've been living with for years than no, I do? No, no, that's not what I meant. You miss... That's what you said. Fuck's sake. I meant I know them better than I know you. All right? I'm frankly sick of everyone coming at me with this stuff. I don't like this new partnership. I don't like it. what it's bringing out in you. I think Ariston needs to be asked to leave. Oh, of course. Fine. I'll go. I've already been told to get out once of this ship. I won't ask you to leave. If you want to excuse yourself, you can excuse yourself. But I'm aware of the position that all three of you collectively are in. And I can't afford to let any individual one of you go. I don't much like being told what to do and where to be, as I'm sure you know. Godwin, if you want me to stay with you, you need to give me something. You're being so closed off. I've never wanted you to stay. Well, then I'll go. Crawl at the dog door that you made. I will. Ajax, I'm gonna go find Hearth Eternal, and I'm going, I'm going to leave. Godwin, you can't tear apart this group. I can when the group's not making the best decisions for the situation. How do you know what are the best decisions? At least I came up with a decision. 
We also came up with a decision. You didn't give us a chance to talk to you. Then explain yourself now. If it's good, why should you be afraid of it? You're not going to like it. It doesn't mean that it's not good. Exactly. Then spill. We can't hear. Why not? Sidebar. <laughs> Give me a sidebar. In front of the queen? Yep. It's one of our rules of etiquette. I'll allow it. Fine. Sidebar. What the fuck are you doing, Ajax? The only chance of survival is to ask for the help of the lovers. The lovers don't know what they're doing. They're corrupted. Oh, maybe you're the one who's corrupted. Yeah. You never thought of that. Yes. How long have you been in Jaway? You don't know. I know you enough to know that this isn't you. I don't think this woman... She knows more about the lovers than you will ever know. I'm sure she does. And I'm sure that she wants to be in their place of power. And that's what she's using you for. She doesn't love you. She doesn't want you. She just wants that position. What if I want it too? You want it. I've never heard you say it. Never heard you talk about it until she came in. Are you wanting what she wants? Or are you wanting what you want? I want more than what I have. You want her. You're... Being blinded by your lust for this woman. I want people to respect me. I want to be heard. I want power. But how you gain that power means a lot, Godwin. You should know that. Is this any different from me becoming exalted and blowing up the entire city? Because I could do it that way too. And you know I can. How is this worse? Just think of who you're leaving behind to go on this spontaneous trip up to wherever you're going. Look, a man I don't respect and a man that doesn't respect me. I never said I didn't respect you. I don't know where you got that from. I don't care about whether you respect me or not. I don't respect you. Fine. I don't frankly need your respect, Godwin, but I do care about you. As Ajax does, we both do. And what we're seeing right now, you changed and that was okay, that's fine. Whatever happened with Vijay was your fight, but this is something that's going to affect all of us. Then give us a better solution. I just did. did. How is that better? The lovers won't listen. They don't care about their people. How can you say that before you even talk to them? All you've heard is the this pirate queen's opinion like i said i can't share what i know but i know more than is necessary all you know is things from her that's it i understand if you want to keep those opinions after talking to lovers that's fine but to just formulate this reluctance and almost near disdain for even choosing another option besides her just because of what she said is ridiculous what if you guys talk to the lovers and she and i go forward with what we plan oh is she going to let you do that she doesn't have me on a leash Sure sounds like it. I'm making all of these decisions on my own accord. Well, I just hope it stays that way. If anything, I'm the one who's holding the leash. You've never known what I'm capable of, Ajax. You've always thought I was capable of so little. Why can't you let me show that I have more? Because you always put yourself in situations where you lose control. I won't lose control. I'm a different man. I can only hope you're right this time. And sidebar. Your Highness. Yes. What if Ajax and Ariston go talk to the lovers in our stead? That way we don't lose time. She looks Ariston and Ajax up and down. Your Highness, if they succeed, it doesn't hurt us. If they fail, it doesn't hurt us. You're right. And the two of you are passionate. I can see that much. It will do no harm to see you attempt to do this. It could even save some more lives. And protection is what we're all interested in. So please, by all means, talk to them. Just don't expect them to listen. Fine. At least we can have a civil conversation without hurling you, you know, making me feel bad about something I said, something I did. If we just did this in the first place, I wouldn't have a problem with you, your highness. All right. I think that it's ultimately on the 
responsibility of the person who's receiving things as to how they react to it. Oh, if you oh. can't handle my forthright and blunt conversational style, then perhaps you would do well not to parlay with pirates. Oh, okay. So let's see. Let's <laughs> just put down that, just break down that logic here. Uh, so if someone stabs someone and they feel pain, is that saying like, oh no, you shouldn't stab someone. That's, that's not the problem. The problem is how you respond to getting hit. Look. I'm talking about emotional self-regulation, which is a very different thing. I'm not traumatizing you. I'm not saying you I'm are. I'm calling you out. Look, I may not have the most control over my own emotions, and that may be my own fault, but I'm not going to stand by and sit while people insult me. That's something that you can control, too. I don't feel that I've actively insulted you over the course of this entire thing. I've been forthright about flaws in what you've presented to me, but I'm not attacking you. I'm confronting the ideas and arguments that you put forth. Unfortunately, I feel like this conversation is not going to go anywhere because people are not going to change in a second. Fair enough, Godwin. You have the latitude to deal with the lovers. I'll do nothing to stop you. Uh, we should probably get going then. Yeah, yeah, let's go. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Or ever, frankly. It I'm so sorry if my company, your highness. Stop apologizing for me. I don't you need apologizing for You make me feel like I okay, have to. Okay, you can leave now. I'm tired of this. You can continue this conversation elsewhere. Should I leave as well or should I stay? That is up to you. Ariston leaves. Can he leave and get off the ship or does he have to stay on the ship? No, he can leave and get off. Okay. He is furious at this point. Like, he's not happy. This is a side of him that he has not experienced for a while. What he's getting from her is the same stuff that he got from his father, and he just needs time to calm down, and it's, it's bringing up all those emotions, and it's exactly the same thing as what his dad did. So he, before he left, he kind of said to Ajax, like, just give me some time. Give me some time, and I'll, I'll do this with you, but I just can't. Like, he can't be around anything that looks like the pirates or anything right now. So Godwin walks over to Ajax. Hey. So are you coming with us? I don't think that I should. What makes you think that? I have work that can be done here, away from the lovers. What work? Like I said, can't say. What happened to working together? We're splitting up for the sake of the goal. We're not working against each other. We are working together. We're just being more efficient this way. What is there for you to do here that the queen can't do herself? I can't share. Hey, Ajax. Yeah. Look, I think I think I might be getting some muscles. He like points down to his still kind of shitty abs. <laughs> Where? I, I, I can't see anything. No, really, look. Hmm. Nope. Nothing. No, you gotta look real close. Oh, uh, I think I see. Nope. That was nothing. You gotta look right at my fucking belly button, Ajax. Still nothing. Fine. We are too old to be playing games. Godwin kind of covers himself up with his shawl a little bit more. When you're done dealing with this. I know where to find you. All right. But hey, don't let Ariston stop you from doing your best at what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think he has the right intentions, but he really needs to control his emotions. And I know that I used to be the kind of person that couldn't control my emotions. And I feel like I see things so much more clearly now. And I want the same for him. So help him. I'm pretty good at keeping emotions in check. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. Fuck you. Fine. But did I not help <laughs> make you the man that you are today? How dare you think you have that much right over me? No, <laughs> not at all. You were minuscule in shaping my identity. But you're still like a brother to me. That's okay. But usually brothers are a little bit happier when their siblings get some action, you know? Hey, I said good work. Yeah. I think you're just mad because I'm getting more than you are. Shut it. I'll see you later, Ajax. Good luck. You too. We cut to the small hotel in Kasaga's Embrace where Hearth Eternal has been staying. It's formal and traditional in style. It's very well furnished. 
there's kind of like these individual separate lodgings where the rooms are not like wall to wall. There's a little bit more separation between them. And we see the back of Ariston's head as he stands at the door to this room. Did you knock on the door? I'm guessing just normal. The door opens and Hearth Eternal is there. He's wearing his lounging robes so it's hot in the evenings so he's wearing a robe that exposes a lot of his chest oh mr ariston i'm surprised to see you so soon you look troubled are you all right no no i'm not i i just need someone who understands i need someone who i can talk to right now i need I need you right now, and I know we just met, and I know there's not much going on with us that's happened, but I don't know where to go. Please, come in. I'll do my best to understand. I cannot guarantee that I will understand everything that you're going through right now, but I will do everything I can to be open to what you're saying, to not pass judgment. He motions towards the room. There's, like, a small table and a bed. There's also a screen door towards out, like, an open window to a balcony situation. And there's a teapot sitting on the table. Can I get you anything? Tea? Yes, tea would be whatever you have. It's fine. I hope that you like chamomile. Of course. Yes, I do. So he begins pouring the tea. Please, tell me what's going on. I don't know how far I can go into it, but I'm seeing someone I care about being manipulated by a woman who I thought differently of. Thought that she was good and for justice, but she seemed to be motivated by selfish reasons. And she and him seem to want nothing to do with me. That sounds very hard. It can be difficult to watch someone that you care about make a series of rash or ill-informed decisions that leads them towards ruin, especially when you can see the root of the problem and you're left with no recourse. I don't want to be alone again. I can't do it another time. I can't lose. I can't deal. I, I don't know what I'm doing for them that's good. You seem like a person who has a lot of compassion. You care deeply, and you seem like someone who commits yourself. Anyone who is compassionate and who is committed has to be contributing to the people around them. When you say that you don't want to be alone, are you scared of losing this friend? I'm scared of losing everything. I'm already gone, banished from my home, can never go back. I've lost there. I had no one like me. Here I have no one like me, and I'm not expecting to have someone, but I thought that I was creating some semblance of of home again, and it's collapsing, and I feel like I'm causing it to collapse, so I don't know how to stop it. Someone like you? What do you mean? Banished? Why? I don't know if you'll understand, and it might be a shock, and I probably shouldn't be revealing this, but when I came from the ocean, it's because I lived in the ocean. I was under the water. I'm part of a race that can survive, and we have a whole society, a whole kingdom of people that still, with all our progressives, do not believe that a man can love another man. And I can't talk to the animals there, and I couldn't talk to anyone there because my family, particularly my father, did a stellar job of making me a disgust to everyone. And because of that, I can never go back. That is backwards and barbaric. I've heard about small groups and cultures in the West that look down on this sort of thing, but no one in sensible society holds these sort of views. 
I'm sorry to hear that that happened to you. I was lucky that everyone around me was very accepting of my own predilections. Ariston, um, he like pulls back the part of his shirt that's mm. covered in it. There's mm. this huge, pretty jagged scar. I wear this every day and I don't feel I am wrong. I don't feel this love is wrong and I never have. But they say you can't remember physical pain. Your body doesn't respond to it. But every day I can feel... The burn of the metal that he drove into my chest without a thought. He puts his hand on top of Ariston's hand, looks him in the eyes and says, I want to make the pain go away. And we cut back to Godwin and Forlorn Aria. Are you guys now overseeing the loading up of the pirates into the tide mares or are you saddling up and actually entering the city? Well, we're saddling. All right. We're riding into town. Okay. So how do we find these the beings, the spirits? How do we talk to them? They are just down the road. Also, are they riding their own horses? Are they riding the same horse? How are they riding? Oh, uh, there's no horses in the city. Damn it. Like, I meant riding in a loose sense. Okay. You guys are walking. It's a city that you can generally traverse easily on foot. Okay. They have a shrine built out of two large trees. A temple, even, that exists opposite the Conclave of Amherst. If we go there and petition them, it should be relatively easy for us to get an audience. We may need to speak to the high priest, but with a little bit of talking, we should be able to get through. Okay. You enter this part of the city next to the Conclave of Amherst, which is this enormous structure with all of these elaborate carvings of Shu and Kasuga on it, but also the various lovers who have presided over the city in the past and their different historic victories and exploits. And across are these two trees which have separate bases, and they're enormous trees. Obviously not as big as the ones that hold the city, but they're still pretty enormous, and they raise up and they twist together at the top, like they bend towards each other and then actually like embrace each other almost. And between those trees and in that area is this elaborate temple made out of polished and painted wood. There's a lot of lacquer work that makes it shine in these like reds and whites. Uh, In the area, there's a number of shrine uh, attendants that are either laying out offerings in the different corners of the temple grounds or instructing people in various different ways of propitiating them. I don't know. I've never been to this part of town before. It's a part of town that is generally reserved for the very wealthy or socially powerful. I grew up very wealthy and socially powerful, but I think I was just never in town. That's a shame. It's beautiful, if flawed. I'm sure my mom's been here before. I'm sure that she has been. The lovers make habits of inviting entertainers and the like, you know? But I suppose we shouldn't dawdle. Let's get speaking to them. Could we act more loving? I don't know. She puts your hand in hers and sidles up close to you. And as you approach the entryway to the temple itself, there are two of these shrine attendants in these red and white robes who stand there and they hold out their hands as you approach. I'm sorry, the temple's not seeing anyone inside right now. The lovers are having congress with the gods of the city. You'll have to come back at another time. Now we are jumping one last time over to Ajax. Are you back at your place? I feel like Ajax just went back to Quinn's and is just like 
sitting there in the office. Not even in the back room, but like mm-hmm. just sitting in the office. Okay. So he's sitting there and there's like the faint light from the lanterns in the district shining into the office. And for a moment, a shadow passes by the window, causing things to go dark for a moment. And then the door begins to creak open. There's a woman in traveling clothes standing backlit by the door, almost like a shadow in the frame of the door. But you can see glinting in her hair are a number of leaves. Son, I need to talk to you about your friend. The city knows what he did, and they've hired me to investigate it. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Every review really helps get the show out there to more new listeners. If you want to find us on the web, you can find us at swallowsofthesouth.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr at swallowsofthesouth.tumblr.com, and on Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. If you have any questions you would like answered, or would like to speak to Quinn via email, please send your messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Our intro music is new by Elvis Herod, and I hope to see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.